Welcome to general depravity. Uh, well, in summation, comic book movie fans are like date rapists. Or yeah, date rape victims. Like, I, I like the idea you could include kids, but, like, I hate the idea that you have to cater specifically to the lowest common denominator. And I think that's what they do. Because... Well, I mean, that's usually why people go to Thailand. <laughs> like, that's that's what they're doing, you know? Yeah. And... But, and I mean, the, I guess if you want to do that without getting a passport, it's pretty good. Like, uh, Thailand, you think visiting Thailand is probably better than going to see a Marvel movie? I, I don't even have to, to think about that. I mean, that's probably <laughs> accurate. <laughs> like, like, if you had to, if you had kids, you would probably rather send them there than to see Iron Man. Right? You just sell yeah, them I, into slavery. I mean, at least I know they'd be escorted to someplace good. At least you know they had to have a back, like a better accurate representation of reality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they'd know why they felt bad in the morning. Yeah, you know. Like, for 60, I mean, not that I know anything about this, but, like, like for 50 <laughs> bucks, you can get a good amount. And if you split that up with, the, you know, your five friends who are going to see a movie, you know, it it's, comes out probably cheaper. Well, I think, you know, 60 bucks with your five friends in Thailand goes much further and leaves but a I mean, much more horrific trip. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a really bad trip, comparatively. <laughs> By the way, that this is the start. This is the start. Okay, so this is this is the end of the Marvel. Like, no, no, the Marvel thing just doesn't exist. <laughs> that was the start. Like, you don't you don't want to do the Marvel thing anymore. No. You want to erase that. <laughs> the, the conversation about whether. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like hypothetically. It's probably just as much damage if you had them watch Marvel movies all the time. You're not wrong. At least, <laughs> you know, one uh, fills their head with uh, depravity, and the other uh, with a sense of worthlessness. And, you know, delusion and lies and self-importance. Yeah. But if I could, like, 
Like, there should be a Kickstarter for, like, kicking the shit out of Stan Lee. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's what I would want. Like, I don't know why I have to hate him, but apparently he just, I just get this arrogant vibe from him. Yeah, Stan Lee that runs the Golden Lotus in Bangkok. What a douchebag. No, but, like, Stan Lee doesn't, didn't he fuck over, you know, the actual guy? Isn't he like the Steve Jobs and the... Oh, Jack the, Kirby? Yeah. And other guys like that? Yeah, probably. Like, he seems like the guy who wants to be showboating and flashy and... Well, I mean, he did create, like... Let's see. But, but I've heard from a few comic book fans that, you know, he was just like, he was the guy who was featured in everything. And his name was on everything. Well, so what I was going to say is he's created like 348 characters. However, when you're like, you're sitting there going, ah, yes, he should fight a guy named Absorbing Man. (laughs) And then the next week, you know, (laughs) you know what's really big right now? Asbestos Man. (laughs) An ape man, an ant man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's not like a, it, it's not, it's a no brainer. 340 characters that became 340 shitty movies. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's where we're at with him. But what, what, did he really do the main work or was it, you know, other people and then he got credit? That's a good question. I think there's a combination where I think his big thing was he would create characters and maybe do uh, a couple books and then other people would pick it up from there. Yeah, and I've heard from other people that he would like, he would be the one who like pick the colors of the suits. That's, that was his job. Yeah. Like, yeah. Red and blue, that works. But I would like, you know, I just hate every time I see him. And I remember um, when I brought this up before, I was talking about him being, like, forced to do a Top Girl scene in in his next cameo. <laughs> like, I think that would be, like, that would be the my only Stanley <laughs> cameo that I enjoyed. <laughs> He has to do a tub girl scene and then try to sell that to a comic book line. Yeah. <laughs> that actually would be great. Like, maybe people are busting through doors and then <laughs> they just run into him doing tub no, girl. No, you see, like, she squirts it all over you. No, I want him to be in the bathtub. Oh, you want him to be tub girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, I, 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 I was thinking, like... <laughs> he, he like man. sees it and he tries to pass it off and then like his cameo is him trying to sell the concept of Tub Girl <laughs> as the next Avenger. Yeah. Like Aquaman's uh girlfriend. <laughs> but no, I want him to be the, the performer or or like remember Goat Sex? That was probably him, right? Oh Goatsy? Yeah. Yeah. Or Goat Sex, I guess he has probably. Like, that might have been him. You, know, you, you don't know for sure. Uh, uh, it allegedly, <laughs> it was him. Right. Like, 
they should do like a flashback scene where you know because there's so much time manipulation now. Oh yeah. Like Wolverine yeah. goes back to like 1993 yeah. when that was created, and it's Stan Lee with a camera. Except it's just smaller and smaller pictures of his asshole. <laughs> right, like that's how he got his start. But it just takes me out of the movie, you know, to see him. This was one giant finger for man and one <laughs> giant fist for mankind. D- doesn't it take you out of the movie when it's just, oh, everything's got to be an Easter egg now? Oh, yeah. It's like, like I like attention to detail. Why can't it be I mean, that? I, I like a string of pearls, a big one. They get bigger. Yeah, as far as Easter eggs. Yeah. No, I just... <laughs> it just should be attention to detail, like, oh, uh, Superman left his notes on the table about how he was going to stop a bomb, and that should be in the background, <laughs> not like... Not like the creator of Superman winking at you, like, in a crowd, taking right. a selfie. And Yeah, or, or like Captain America. I think that was one of my favorite parts was Captain America can't find any friends, so he hangs out with a bunch of people that smell like uh, talcum powder and mothballs. Yeah, is, is that what he does? He was like a, what do you call those? Veterans community, like the VFW halls. Yeah. That's what he was doing, right? Right. And, and you're like, dude, like, you're, like, if you looked like, uh, Chris Evans, like, step one would be like, you know, yes, if you woke up in a different time, like, I just don't get it. And then the first time <laughs> some chick offers you a, a blowjob and then shoves, <laughs> Half of a like a, a a parking meter upper asshole. You're like, okay, I get it. The '90s were great, but the 2000s are even better. Like, first of all, like he is a he's like a hundred years old, right? Right. But he's like, never gotten laid. He's never gotten laid. I think that's the that's the idea. Is that he just sucks? Why would that be? A thing. Well, because before he was Captain America, he was just a nerdy little guy, right? Yeah. And then oh, okay. he became Captain America, and then he was all into 1940s puritanical values. So, so oh, okay. He's waiting for marriage, though. Yeah, he's waiting, he's waiting to meet the right girl. But technically, he's still, like, he's going to be a pedophile, right? Because... He's going to be like 150 or whatever by the time. And then he's going to want a girl that's like 23. But he's like still 23. So it's kind of... He, he looks like 23. Like, 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 what is Dracula? <laughs> that's what's always been really funny about vampires is the whole fucked upness of it. Um, Like, have you seen Let the Right One In? Yeah. Like, that was kind of interesting because there's this pedophile, actual, you know, man in that movie. And he's sleeping with a little girl who was a boy or whatever. Wait, no, no, that's not right. No? You've mistaken that. 
There is a pedophile element in that movie. However, it's the boy's father and his father's friend. But in as far as the vampire and the guy go... Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, he was supposed to be... He was supposed to be like what the little boy was um, a long time ago. Well, does that he, make sense? He was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was not a pedophile thing. But it, it, that it seemed they, like one. No, well, he, he was in love with her, but it was because they, like, grew up together. But because he was mortal and she was immortal, yeah. it was just like time had passed. And that's the tricky part, is that the real pedophile is the little kid, <laughs> because she's, like, 300 years old. Right, and, and can easily manipulate anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the creepy part, like... And it's the same with Twilight. You know? I mean, he's well, really old, but he's fucking... a 17-year-old or whatever. Interview with a Vampire is the closest that has ever come. To a, a good vampire movie? Well, not a good... I mean, it's actually an alright movie, I think. It's not... The most god awful thing, but uh, Kirsten Dunst, her character, yeah, after she's been alive for forever, because she's basically like a grown woman trapped in a child's body. Hmm. And so she wants all of these things, and yet you're like physically she is stunted, but you know, like if she went out and. Went out and did horror. See, see, is it just me or becoming things of an eight-year-old? Like, is it just me or vampires? The idea was created by pedos. Right. Yes. It's like there's no other way it could happen. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, she's eight, but she's really three hundred, so she's raping me. Like, I can see that fucked up logic. Yeah. And that's the, that's the creepy thing about vampire movies, is that they all have that element of, like, unrestrained lust. Well, and then, and then it's kind of like the, uh, the concept of morality, or, like, what's normative behavior, etc., like, does not apply to them, because they can live for forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, I... It's like, why are you like, so interested in this topic? Well, it, it's like... like Interview with the Vampire basically is that Tom Cruise rapes Brad Pitt's character. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the underlying theme. Like he's just got a big hard on for Brad Pitt, and he's got to be a lot older, right? Right. Yeah. When they first met, but at least Brad Pitt was a uh, adult at that point. Yeah. That's kind of like in Blade. They actually did a decent job with it, where there were people that were born vampires. And I guess if you're born a vampire, like you had two vampire parents, you could. You could be a normal you, person. Yeah, like someone. you would grow normally. And then once you reach, like, hit adulthood, you would be an adult for forever. You wouldn't then, age after that? Sorry? Would, would they age after that? Or would they stop? Like, plateau? Like, you age, but extremely slowly. And then there were 
the people that were like turned into vampires and they called them it was basically the equivalent of Harry Potter uh, when they called the people the mudbloods but like the non pure blood people hmm and, and so the problem with the non pure blood people was like if you were you were bit as like a 16 year old you would be like 16 for the next hundred years or 200 years like before you went to 17 you know etc um, but they at least addressed that situation uh, and did they say that they actually died at some point or are they immortal no you're like immortal but it, it's like the concept of um, so they kind of did that in underworld as well where there were old vampires I mean, so then what happens when you're 130, 130 for 200 years? Yeah, like that, that type of thing. And you look 130? Well, so the way they've dealt with it, you become more bat-like the older you get, right? More like, more like an animal. Huh. And you have to like constantly, so I guess technically you could die. Um, but like you have to use more blood and more oh, else to. Then you get rejuvenated? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember that scene in, like, uh, Underworld when he looks like shit at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's all that blood. Yeah, and he comes back to looking normal-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. But, I mean, like, well, while we're on this topic, I was thinking about something, like, like, cause I was, uh, just listening to old ONA and, like, do you remember when Chris Rock got in trouble for making a comment about Michael Vick? Um. He was, he was talking to Jay Leno. He's like, well, pit bulls have never been good to black people. <laughs> just like some, some stupid joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, some, some like, Cause like Chris Rock's like one of the least confrontational black comedians about that. Like, I, I thought you, I, for whatever reason, he wasn't the guy. Was it Chris Rock? It was, or it was another com- another comedian. Um, that was like you don't understand. That's just part of black culture. Uh, I don't remember that, but but. What I wanted to bring up was, okay, so everyone got on him for that because they're like, don't stereotype pit bulls or some ridiculous <laughs> argument. Yeah. But I, I watched the full interview. He was on Jay Leno's show. And <laughs> it's like that, that's like the Norm MacDonald joke. They're really bad one. <laughs> they say the meanest dogs guard junkyards. <laughs> right, right. But I think the meanest dogs at guard are concentration camps. Yeah, that's a good point. But but Chris Rock, like, very quickly he got into, like, he's like, Roman Polanski, people are defending him. He raped a 13-year-old. And he just keeps, he keeps saying it. He's like, he raped a 13-year-old. Yeah. He's like, I've seen some attractive, maybe 16 year olds, but I've never wanted to, you know, what, but he raped a 13 year old. Yeah. And then, 
And then Jay's like, well, yeah. And then Michael Vick goes to jail for two years. For what, comparatively to what Polanski did, I don't, it's, I think it's nothing to rape a passed out, um, fucking child. And yet people defend him because he makes good movies. Don't you think that's like, like well, people focused on the dog comments and not the point he was trying to make, which was a comparison to what society values? Well, and I think it would have been a lot smarter if he had just said, who the, like, who do you think was chasing escaped slaves through swamps? <laughs> like, it would have been done deal, you know? For, for, uh, uh, for, uh, Chris Rock on the Polanski but, thing. For whatever reason, I thought he was involved with Natalie Wood. I'm not sure who that is. She is an actress that, uh, died with, uh, Uh, Christopher Walken and um, what you call it? Well, I'm reading. She died. Oh yeah, Natalie Wood did, but her mother. Well, no, did she die? At any rate, her her. Uh, so this is with somebody named. Samantha Gailey or Samantha Geimer, I guess is her name now, or Geimer. Um, but it seems like the same thing. So, like, Natalie Wood's mother, for her to get acting roles, would basically pimp her out to the casting couch. Uh, even though she was super young. Yeah. And so this sounds like the exact same thing. And, you know, like, you, you don't condone any participants, but, like, why has no one lynched this girl's mother? <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, like, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's kind of like, um, one of the best reality TV show episodes I've ever, or, like, things I've ever seen was that, uh, Danny Bonaducci's. Uh, what was that? He just had a reality TV show, um, and he was legit, like, He's like, okay, you got cameras in my house? Like, the first thing was, episode one was, like, uh, him uh, uh, shooting up uh, steroids. Oh. Yeah, I remember he was a mess. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, uh, it, it, as the series went on, he uh, takes, he, like, sobers up a little bit. And he takes uh, a group of parents and kids to um to uh like like on a double decker bus tour of LA where all of these child stars have have uh died and tells them like this is what happens like if you don't end up dead you end up like me a drug addict <laughs> and you know really messed up it yeah. like shames them and then goes, so who still wants to do this with uh their kid? And right. every single parent raises their hand. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. And, and and I mean it's just it, it's insane. Well the parents want to live vicariously through 
their kids and they they probably just don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. No, that is the the concept of a stage parent. But uh like how do we just collectively allow like how how do people just say I'm going to work in the next Roman Polanski film? Well, cuz it's because he was he hasn't been convicted of anything. Even um, though, like he, like he's admitted to it, right? Well, I don't think so. I think he, he basically what happened was, um, or was he convicted? Let's see. Hold on, let me read this. Well, yeah, the, the tricky part is that some judge was out for him because he wanted a, like a famous case. So basically, uh, Polanski pleaded to a lesser charge of engaging in unlawful sex. Sexual intercourse uh, with a minor. Yeah. So and then he fled. Oh, okay, so I, I I was trying to figure out how this worked out. Yeah, he was. He thought he was getting a raw deal. Yeah. Which, like, how are you gonna anal rape a thirteen year old and not get fucking raw deal from the justice system, like? How is that supposed to turn out well? Right. And and I just question, like, why are people still working for him? Like, and not even on a, like, I can understand maybe to some degree separating the art from the person making it. But, like, wouldn't you at least want him to try to explain it? Like, well, has I, mean, he ever ex- I think he did explain it. How did he explain it? Well, let's see. He said, uh, oh shit. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I thought right he was 14. He said, ready? The probation report submitted to the court concluded by saying there was evidence that the victim was not only physically mature, but willing. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's what the court ruled on. Huh. That was his defense. Just reading that statement is horrific. Yeah, that's not a good defense. Like, she was drugged and passed out, as far as I know. Right? So it says right here, describing the event in his autobiography, in his own words, Polanski stated that he did not drug Geimer, that she wasn't unresponsive, and that she did not respond negatively when he inquired as to whether or not she was enjoying what he was doing. So that's his uh, out. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. Like, it, it, you know what the worst part is, though. Uh, no. th- th- this is one of those issues completely related to uh, sexism moving the opposite direction, uh, where. A teacher, a female teacher, as has been alluded to in the news, can do this to a male student, and people, like, laugh it off. And she only gets, like, a year, but if it's a guy to a girl... They're like, you can't eat at Olive Garden for the next year, and you lose your job. Right. But but if a guy does it, like, their dick has to be, you know shoved into a uh, fryer yeah. for three hours. Yeah, it's 
I mean, there's that standard, but I think like 15 for a boy, you know, like who gives a shit? But if you, if you say it, if you say that about a girl. But, 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 but again, like, I, I, the only reason why I disagree with that is because. No, but I, like, I disagree too, but on a certain level. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's because I, I think, you know, the. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, hold on, let's say we're going to have to take one more break. All right. And I might, I might have to switch computers real quick. I'm going to go see something. All right, I'm going to. Yeah, all right. So we were talking about how uh, people still chose to work with Roman Polanski. Yeah. Which is and, amazing. Right. Well, and he, I mean, in his defense, I quote, Yeah. <clears throat> And in 1979, he said in an interview, if I had killed somebody, it wouldn't have had so much appeal to the press, you see. But fucking, you see, and the young girls. Judges want to fuck young girls. Juries want to fuck young girls. Everyone wants to fuck young girls. (laughs) In his defense... (laughs) <laughs> what the, he he got in front of a podium and said this. I think during an interview in front of a reporter, he said that in an in interview with novelist Martin Amos uh, <laughs> to discuss his conviction. That's like saying everyone wants to shoot somebody. I just did it, right? <laughs> or like in Boogie Nights, that's the. <laughs> They just, they're just so soft. <laughs> or like whatever they're so the fuck cute. As Burt Reynolds is just hanging up the phone. <laughs> right, he's like, this is so cute, you know. <laughs> and that, that seems like a really real scene for some right. reason. It's like, there's no way you're going to, you know, you know how you try to make excuses for your friends. You will never win a child fucker argument. Like, let's just put it that way. A pro child fucker argument. <laughs> not, not even a, like, well, my friend's a little bit, you know, into that. <laughs> like, you wouldn't even be friends with someone who's friends with that. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I mean, that is probably, that has got to be why the Asian fetish exists. You think it's got some connection? Yeah, I mean, like, for people with small, like, tiny, you know, kind of uh, uh, asexual Asian women, it has to be it. Because it's like, it's like fucking a 12-year-old of any gender. Yeah, that's one of the only fetishes that kind of bothered me. Yeah. It's because, um, like, there's a... Like black and white stuff, and I don't really care about that. I don't. I don't think it's racist. Some yeah, people I know. see it as Char- well. Charlie Chaplin is ancient history. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like black and white. Like who cares? 
But the Asian thing, it's always a, an American guy, a white dude who likes an Asian girl. Right. Like stereotypically white people who have Asian fetishes. And because they're so submissive and, but then they're also small and we also blew them up a few times. Yeah. Like yeah. that gets kind of into like an uncomfortable area. So, so, so what you're saying is like, as an American, you get a two time blowing them up exemption exemption. Well, like the whole only thing only, about the, this, only for the deflowering, right? Like you can only do two. You know what I mean? Well, the whole weird thing is people speculate that we like egg them on to blow us up first. Like I don't know how I don't know what if that's true, but it was speculated. Um, like we egg them on, we helped. People who are screwing them they, over. They, they do wear those, like, classic Catholic schoolgirl outfits, so. Well, <laughs> let me just bring it back. Like, do you think that they would arbitrarily bomb Pearl Harbor? Like, just to be dicks? Yes. <laughs> like, no other reason? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not because they were, you know... Like our, like I can't. Not because, can. not because as South Park put it, oh, American penis are so big, a Japanese penis are so small. <laughs> well, yeah, like, but but let me try to explain this better. Okay. <laughs> like the, I don't really believe in you know, hundred percent evil versus hundred percent good. Like history always tries to sell it. When you're listening to your own history. Well, okay. But, I mean, I don't know. Well, okay, so you have to understand that... Uh, it, Japanese history uh, of that, essentially, that the, the oversimplification is that prior to the U.S., Entering a harbor in Japan, they were cut off from the outside world for a significant amount of time. The Japanese? Yes, and that was in the 1800s. So they were pissed off about that? Well, not necessarily, but basically there was a massive upheaval, and by the 1900s, it was essentially a deal where uh, they were westernizing in many ways, but then they had all these old school traditions that you know, like samurai culture um, that were laying dormant. And uh, the justification of all Japanese invasions was written by Zen Buddhists. And it was essentially that war is inevitable. So therefore, it's better to just strike first. Because maybe you'll save lives. Yeah. So, legitimately, what it was is that there was an emperor for the, you know, that had been in power for long enough and decided he wanted to expand his territory. Was it way back when and the Rape of Nanking and all that? Well, so the Rape of Nanking, I think, was in, uh, let's, let's look that up. Uh, 
Since we've been talking about the rape of Roman Polanski. And I I equate those two. You know, they both affect me directly. Yes, the rape of Nan King was in 1937, and that is a basically World War II time. What you could say in, in the Pacific. But slightly before... Slightly before uh, the invasions of Germany in um, Europe. That was a very impolite thing to do that they did. That whole rape of Nanking thing. Oh, you know, there's a billion of them. Who cares? It's just, like, why wouldn't they drop nuclear weapons on them? If oh, you yeah, are, no. if you're, if you are like, have a thin grasp on, you know, the well, human did, condition, you just hear about the rape of Nanking, you're kind of gonna see them as ISIS. Yeah. But, but, did you, did you watch that infographic that somebody put out the other day? I don't think so. Uh, somebody put out the, an infographic, uh, detailing the losses of World War II. And, uh, basically, the Americans lost, um, I think it was like 400,000. And Germans lost 800,000. And then there were a bunch, you know, th- this is the problem with, with how you're declaring when World War II actually started, etc. Um, but, uh, they were figuring that just trying to invade Japan, we would have had losses of 250,000. Yeah. So they were hoping by dropping the bombs that they would surrender because they had no idea like how often we could just keep on dropping bombs that could literally wipe their cities off the map. And but well, how many of them did we ultimately kill? Um I forget. It, it's in the hundreds of thousands. That our our casualties inflicted upon the Japanese are lesser, but at the time they were uh, much smaller in terms of population size. Um, well, I remember Dan Carlin talked about this. Have you heard Hardcore History? Um, I have not, but I've been I've been meaning to check that out. He has an episode called Logical Insanity, I think, where he basically explains how they thought that this all made sense. Yeah. Which, it does make sense if, you know, but the parameters are insane. Yeah, so Japan lost... Um... Just military deaths in Japan were two million. What two point one two million? Um, but uh, deaths as percentage of their population. This is the really big thing. They lost three point six seven to four point three seven of their population. Whereas, let's see what the United States lost. Uh, actually, the United States lost 0.32%, but that was 420,000. But we were having to fight as aggressors, always, which is a vastly different and removed. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, 
you, you have to chuck it up like this, right? I mean, um, we knew we were going to kill a ton of people when we dropped those bombs. Yes. Right. That said, if they had had that weapon, they would have done the same thing because they were operating on a very intense code. I mean, discipline that that went back to it, it's better to die in the act of surrender, trying yeah. to succeed than than to surrender. Yeah. So. So anyway, this relates to the Asian fetish. Yes, it does. <laughs> Because we basically fuck them up pretty badly. Yeah, and so I get to fuck them pretty badly. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Is that just like... Doesn't that feel kind of like a fuck? Like, Game of Thrones, Victors of War. Like, well, first we destroyed your government, now we're going to step on you. Like, does that make it wrong or... I mean, no. I mean, to me, like the thing that the thing that I what I I take away from it is you're always going to be somewhat attracted to what you don't fully understand, like on some level, right? I mean, at least uh, the way I see it. Yeah, so I think I feel the opposite. Okay, but well, like, do you, do you have an Asian fetish? No. Like, yeah, I, don't I don't, but I did for like two years. That was weird. <laughs> it just went away. Cause it, it, because they do things that are so weird that at one point I actually took a stand. Well, okay. Do you, like, were you attracted to them doing those bizarro, like, feats of nature? Um, feats of nature. <laughs> like shoving a hundred eels up your vagina? No, not, not all that, but it was pretty weird. Like, you know, like, they, they like, put tape around their chest and, you know, to push it together and all this sorts of weird shit. What? <laughs> and then they're on a train being felt up by, Wait, like, 20. Did, did, oh, okay, okay. All right, I, I get what you're saying. But but the tape thing, I find that weirder than the, the seafood. Than an octopus? I think that's way weirder. You do? I say I don't. Like, I... I I, I get it. You're surrounded by water, you know. You've seen a couple Godzilla films. You want to reenact what it's like. Well, <laughs> well, like let's just say they put duct tape and then they did like a tip fuck scene. That's pretty normal compared to eels. <laughs> you know, you, you eat a lot of sushi. You are what you eat. They, this goes way back with them, though. They have, like, ancient octopus fucking images. They, they dra- yeah, I mean, come on, dude. An octopus is, like, the ultimate lover. <laughs> Not An octopus can satisfy eight women at one time. Is that why? Is that the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, verse or it can really satisfy one woman eight times. I mean... Well, you, what, would, what would you feel <laughs> with? the map... If you're in a committed relationship and then that confession comes up. Yeah, but nobody puts ink on the dotted line, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what do you mean, like squid ink? I don't get it. I just I don't know. 
Like, what would you do if that confession was brought up to you at some point? You know? Oh, yeah. like if I were a priest and somebody's like, no, if you were, if if you were in a relationship, and they're like, <laughs> and they said, and you I always wondered this. that why they had Wait. all these octopus toys and paintings. And... Oh no, no, toys are different. I, you know, I'll deal with that. <laughs> if, you, if somebody was like, so what I did is I went to the supermarket and bought a live octopus and shoved it up my vagina. But I'm sure is that, they're... Is that the question? <laughs> I'm sure they've done it. But what if she said, I just want you to pretend to be an octopus? I would I would do the Iron Chef opening, the original Iron Chef. <laughs> Make that horrific face as I'm eating a pepper. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's a line that I would draw. Girl, if you want a slimy pussy, I'll spit on it. Don't do that. <laughs> right, like anything to do with like other life forms is a cutoff point for me. I like, like I, I, I would, I would have a million questions, and then probably, like after, like I got, like figured out why they did that. Like it would be, it, like to me, it would be a scientific inquiry. And then I would, you would have to decide know. from there. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, it, <laughs> and then you would say no. The, yeah, the end of the day is you just shoved a fucking eight-legged freak up your vagina. Well, what if they didn't want to do that, but they wanted like a synthetic octopus, <laughs> like like the dragon dildos? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's their fantasy. As long as they don't want to shove it up me. Like, I think that it also depends who it is. Because, just, I just like to use this as an example, like Natalie Portman. Yeah. Like, let's say that's her thing. Like, I don't like her personally too much, but just as an example. Well, well, if you don't like her personally, I mean, you better do something horrific. (laughs) Filthy. Like, I'm just using her example as, like, some prototypical girl that, you know, everyone agrees on. Yeah, okay. She she definitely is a woman. Like, you could probably make sacrifices at some level. You could try to work with her. But I think that, you know, that's just too weird for most people. <laughs> okay, so, so you just don't want her to go, Oh, is for orgasm and shove an octopus up her vagina? <laughs> like, that's the sum total of your conversation. He would say, I would rather watch Black Swan again. Yes, <laughs> I would. I would rather people pretend you were a real actress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't. I don't get into actresses. Like you know, some people are fucking obsessed with certain yeah. people. Like that doesn't make sense to me anymore. Like because I'm not thirteen, right? <laughs> but but there's a few, like maybe Chloe. Uh, 70? Who? Chloe 70. Oh, oh yeah, no. Because she just seems, like, despicable to me. Well, yeah, I mean, she is, but that's just her acting ability. The, you know, like, I've seen everything I need to see from her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because well, the brown see, bunny. It's that, done and over with. That's why I like her, though, because she's willing to go the extra mile. <laughs> Like, like, like most people, that would be like, okay, no, 
I don't need any more. But, you know, I respect well, I mean, that. You know, she, she's having a great career in Portlandia. So, oh, yeah. it's It's all worked out for her. I mean, she doesn't need to prove herself anymore. Yeah, it's true. She was an American Psycho and a Brown Bunny. I mean, with titles like that behind your name. Was she in uh, American Psycho? Yeah, she plays the uh, secretary. Yeah, I barely... I barely remember her in that for some reason. Yeah. Because she's, she's only in it for like three minutes, the whole movie. Okay, so, I, well, I think we got that that whole Asian thing down, right? Yeah. They, I mean... I mean, it's a little weird. They, they, but, they exist, white people are perverts, but are they as big of perverts as uh, Salmon in the Snatch? I don't know. Well, I do know. Is that squeaking sound on your end? Yes. Okay. Okay, give me one second. <laughs> All right. Oh, those are birds. It yeah. sounds like like an octopus. Like some squishy noise now. Mm. On this end. Um. Well, in that case, yeah, those were definitely birds. <laughs> Yeah, like when I see uh, the Asian fetish, I see because like no one, no one complains about like rape fantasies in women. If it's yeah, no, no one complains about them until they don't work out in their favor. Apparently, well, yeah, but I mean, no one complains that women have them. But if you're like, uh, I have a rape fantasy as the rapist, <laughs> you're, you're not going to be on TV anymore. I mean, I've seen that episode of Mori. Oh, someone said that? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean... But that should be an episode of Mori. <laughs> yeah. But but that's what the Asian fetish is from the perspective yeah. of the uh, the man. Of course. And so I, it seems a little weird. I agree. But I don't really care either way. It's not, yeah, it's not my business. I mean, do do what you need to do to get you through the day. Yeah, you know, as long as you're not, like, using it as a blueprint for future endeavors. But there are some real, you know, animals out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that, that, that's like... So, I, again, it's like a, it's one of those, like, fucked up, like, systemic things, right? Like where, where, in in some parts of the world, people are willing to sell their twelve-year-old kid to you for whatever for whatever you're willing to pay for yeah. whatever nefarious deeds you want to do, and it would be moderately acceptable in that culture. Well, I've seen like uh, Chris Hansen when he went over there. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's did actually you see that? great. Yes, it's fantastic. Well, that whole the, the documentary, you mean, right? Not the... <laughs> yeah. Not the activities, but, you know, the documentary. Oh, well, I meant the informational content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's a great, horrific thing to see. Yeah, is there, like, he's, like, walking up to a tiki bar, and there's just, like, some creep in aviator glasses and khaki shorts sitting there going... Like, I can get you whatever you want. And then he's just, like, nonchalant, like, I'll just take a 10-year-old. 
sure, why not? And like 20 minutes later, it just arrives in a van and gets pushed out. Yeah, and it's just no big deal over there. Yeah. Like, and they have pimps that are like 10-year-old boys. Oh, yeah. This is just fucking deranged, too. Um, well, well, you've seen it, so you probably know everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, in general, their whole whatever culture over there is so surreal. Yeah. Just surreal. I mean, there's no other, there's no other way to explain it. They just have, um, uh, like they're so used to that system that they don't view what they're doing as immoral. And I mean, and, and you know, you go like, like it is, but I mean, like how many millennia has that been going on? Yeah, like that's fucked. Like that's crazy because you could probably go back to whenever we quote unquote stopped doing that, which was probably less than two hundred years ago, maybe two hundred years ago. For real, I mean, just being honest about it. Yeah. And and uh, and you go like, well, who am I to judge? But the same, like, it's that idea of where you don't participate in that, you know. And it's also weird that you know. When people lived to age 30, shit was a lot different. Oh, yeah. Like a long time ago, yeah. Really? Th- so they're biologically, maybe mentally at that point, but like still living to 70 now and they haven't figured it out. I don't know what it is. Well, it, you know, again, it, it, it's, it's the different... There used to be a time, right? When you could, when you were basically expected to be married in a man by like 16. Yeah. And it was usually basically arranged. And everything from that point on was just, you know, knock them up and take care of whomever and just keep it going. And, and, and was and, the man also 16? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I'm talking about the whole package, and she might be 12 or 14 or, you know, whatever. And, but that was, that was the difference. But, but, but now, I mean, so they're, they're operating on that model, but the, 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 the big, you know, the big difference is a 50 year old man of no, of known, like, uh, that knows the consequences of, of doing such a thing is going to a foreign country for the express purpose of right. defiling a 10-year-old a girl, like, or boy, you know? Yeah, and and uh, it's and it's pretty much legal for them to do so, right? Yes. that That's what I took away from. And if there should be a law for, you know, anything, like... I mean, they're trying to make laws, aren't they, now that if you do something illegal in another country, like that's illegal in your country, in another country, that you could be charged for it? Well, there Which, are, there's a lot of gray area for that. Yeah, um, it's good, and but it's also horrible. Like, for like, like, if you go do drugs in South America, that's not a big deal. Well, I... Uh, I think they're trying, I think, do you mean here in the United States? I think they might be trying to do that. I might, I think I heard something like that. So, 
what my understanding of the way the law works as of right now, they're trying to streamline the process so that if, for instance, let's say I go do a bunch of blow in Sweden and get caught, that I would be shipped back to the United States to face United States charges instead of staying in Sweden and either be deported and maybe face some charges, but not as severe as, you know, the Swedes want. Um, maybe I'll just lose my passport type of thing. I, I agree and I disagree with it, um, but... Yeah, uh, well, it gets really conf- confusing, like, Drugs in certain countries, don't they get you, like, a life sentence? Yeah. But, yeah, I I was just um, thinking about, like, that today. Like, how do we live in a society where pedophile rings are a thing? (sighs) Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there's just a, a market for it, and... But you've, have you heard, you've probably heard about the UK thing. Like, uh, no. Well, well, if you look up pedophile rings, you'll like, it's like this thing in the UK that went to like the upper levels of government and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these high powerful people who overlooked it too. And it's just, it's like the most fucked up shit I've ever looked into. Well, things like that can only exist if people in power are, like, part of it, you know? Uh, yeah, well, like, I remember reading they, like, groomed them from, like, even before they were born, they were, like, making plans get child and, like, fucking basically brainwash them. And and if, like, let's say you were an alien species in the vicinity of, you know, outer space with your alien friend and you saw Earth and you, and you learned about that, what that was and what that meant, wouldn't you just be like, well, we need to blow this planet up? Yeah, I mean, I would. Like, you wouldn't think about it, because, like, if you had the intelligence to travel, you know, uh, interstellar travel, or whatever it's called. Yeah. That would be like looking at a rotting plant. You would just be like, oh, that's not going to do anything good. And, And it's just so weird we allow that as a society, and... Why, why isn't there a concentrated focus on these really fucked up things? Uh, money. You think there's no... Well, that, yeah, that's probably a part of it. There's no money in solving this. Right, and... Uh, the... I, I mean, the other part of it is the fundamental reality that human suffering is just another portion of the human condition. I mean, that that's the reality. I mean, you can sit there and go, basically, tough shit. They live in a different country with different laws. It's horrible. 
but I'm not doing that, and therefore, what can I do to solve it? And you, you can either A, throw money at it, uh, and hope, and hope it goes to the right spot, or B, you can also throw money into your travel plans. Right, well, you think, well, come on, there's not that many people who are this shitty, right? No, and there's. I think everybody. If you knew you could get away with it, would you not do it? There's like zero point zero 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 one who would say yeah, right? I don't know. No, like this is like fucking like groomed from like infants. Like this is like. Oh, saying yes to selling your kids into it or to like, participating in it. Because I, you know, like it, it's one of those things where I, I mean, I think people that are legitimately pedophiles are, are crazy. But as to what percentage of the population it it affects, I mean, who knows? Yeah, no one's really like no one's. Why would you want to research that? Because <laughs> like, I've thought about this. Like that's a problem. But then it's like who who's going to take the time to want to like understand a pedophile? Like, I think the only thing that you can do to solve this yeah, is you make a distinction between pedos and rapists. And the ones that haven't uh, raped, you could still, like, put them all in, like, a facility and try to study them. Yeah, but, I mean, who's going to admit to being a pedo or a rapist that hasn't been caught? Well... Well, the rapists you can't help, but the ones that are like but, I'm a pedo, but, but I'm not. Pedophiles are rapists. I mean, it's like one and the same. Like, it's different though. Like, I, I think people that are pedophiles, like, did you have you ever seen that Nambla documentary? No. They they were talking about it on Opie and Anthony, and I watched like probably like ten minutes of it. And the the guy that is there, he is insane. Like, he basically walks by, there's like a, either a donut shop or a candy shop in this tiny little town, and there's a kid on a bike outside, and because he talks to this kid for maybe, I want to say a minute and a half, yeah. this guy thinks the boy is in love with him. Huh. That's, uh, that's weird. Yeah. But do you think, because I've heard, um, I remember I lis- was listening to some radio, maybe NPR or something. Yeah. They were interviewing an actual pedophile who wasn't a rapist, who well, admitted was... his pro like... Yeah, but come on, NPR? <laughs> like, I, I hate to say that, like, like what, what, where, like, I, I... I I don't, I really do not believe somebody is willingly going to step forward of, of sound mind. Uh, on top, like, not to say it's sound mind to feel that way, but of legitimate sound mind and say, yeah, I'm really only attracted to like eight to ten year olds. You don't think someone would say that on the not, radio? Not that it's not absolutely batshit crazy. Like, well, I mean, and then, and then say, and then say, oh, but I've never done anything to them. Like, that, that to me is like, you know, like somebody that's an alcoholic saying, but I've never drank and drove. <laughs> you know, like, it's. 
But like it like, somehow dismisses the point, you know. But like, but people could still get off on certain things and have never done them. Uh, like, like people could probably get off on like twisted rape fantasies, but they've never done it, you know. I was hoping you were just gonna say twisted the band, and then that would. <laughs> like, can't there exist a person who just? is fucked up in that way, but doesn't act on it. Because I think that there probably is. And that person on that interview sounded legitimate. And uh, they were basically saying, like, how he was trying to get treatment and he was talking to a bunch of doctors and stuff. Yeah, but that's like that, that's like that Duggar kid. It's the same thing, where they're like, yeah, he went out of his way to, like, fondle little children. But this guy never did any of that, apparently. I <laughs> See, but why, like, I don't know about you, but, like, anything where I've ever been, like, I need treatment for something, it's because I've fucking done it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't decide that maybe my arms, my the bones in my arms are a little weak, so I should put a cast on it, you know? Like... Yeah, like one de- one does not go to AA, you know, without ha- developing the drinking problem first. So you think if you are a pedo, you automatically, you know, you are also a predator. I mean, kids are the easiest people to prey upon. But like, as an adult. Attracted to adult women, I've never preyed on them, even if I could, you know. Yeah, even but, if they were but, adult, I mean, like. But but there, but see, like it's it, again, it's different. If you could, if you could tell an adult woman, I have a candy bar, <laughs> and could you know what I mean? Like lure them, but you to could, area, you could, and then basically because their minds are but, so fragile, you could do that though, because you can go to adult women, you can say. I have a huge bank account, and you rent a fancy tuxedo or something, and pretend you're a big shot, and get laid, and that's like something no, people no, no, do. No, 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 no. But but see again, they have to consent to it. Versus what I what I'm saying is, with a kid, you can be like, here's this candy bar, and then while they're eating the candy bar, you can just take their pants off. <laughs> like that's that is the distinction I think between the two. No, but with the consent thing of about. Um, adult woman is like people might have those thoughts like hey I could just pretend I'm some whatever and prey upon this adult and don't do it uh I don't know but they could still like I, 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 I just I like I don't feel it's comparable because like basically when you're dealing with a kid you're dealing with like a alright so here would be the comparison It'd be the same as dealing with a mentally retarded adult. Yeah. Yeah. So, make your argument again. If you you looked at a mentally retarded woman and said, I've got a lot of money, and then took her pants off, did you just rape her? Okay, well, let's say I got hard every time I saw a retarded adult, you know? Couldn't I be like, I need help? (laughs) Instead of going out and touching one? I mean, 
actually, you just found, like, the best way in to that world. What? It's just... Wearing sweatpants, get a really bad bowl cut, and, and enter the short bus with a huge erection. <laughs> so some social worker is just sitting there going, Oh, it's okay, Donnie. But, like... Every day... It's Wednesday, Miss Ives. <laughs> you know, you're slapping your boner. Well, here's the thing. There's just not enough information about this stuff out there. I mean, I think there's plenty of information that it's fucked up. Yeah. But there's not enough information about, like, the psychology behind it, I don't think. Um... But it's also, like, like I can only assume that the people who suffer from that, or I shouldn't even say that, because that sounds, like, too sympathetic, <laughs> but, like, the people who deal with that probably it's... are, like, mentally fucking der- deranged to the point where they're, like, uh, like a five-year-old. Right. And no, they were probably that... abused... No, in that that was why watching this Nambla thing, it was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life, because it was like this older guy could not rationalize anything. It was it was that his desire drive was so out of touch with reality. Like literally, this kid was just like, "Yeah, it's great," and then like he gets in the car and is like talking to the documentary guy. About how, like, and yep, he's gonna have a relationship with that little kid, and does not mean sexual. He like legitimately thinks his little kid is like in love with him, and he just openly said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going for like, that." Like, like, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. You know? Yeah, I don't know if there can be a logically minded like. No, I realize there, I have a problem before it's too late, Peto. But if yeah, there no, ever there, was, then they should study those people. Yeah, I mean, there is none of that. I think it's like, it's one of those things where, this is like why, like, the, uh, it's kind of like, you know, uh, if an older man marries a younger woman, and people are like, oh, it's disgusting. Well, like, if you're determining that, you know, the adult age is 18, right? You can say, like, that's, it's not something I would do. But at least they're of quasi sound mind and physiological build. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference in my head when when somebody's brain is just really developing, and somebody's like, "Yeah, I want the one that's like has no life experience and is really stupid, and is not built to handle whatever I've got." You know, <laughs> like it, it, it's there's there's this difference. Yeah, and I wonder if there are, like, degrees of it, like, people who are attracted to bimbos. Yeah. <laughs> like, is there a degree of that to that? Probably, yeah. And to what degree are they uh, stunted or retarded to be attracted to that? I don't know. Just something uh yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, it, that's, that legitimately is a, I think a, a, it's like asking why, you know, serial killers are serial killers. Can you come up with a great answer for that question? 
No, but they always seem to have a history of, like, abuse, too. Not always. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not always. And I, I... The thing about the serial killer issue, which is, like, a Jeffrey Dahmer... Uh, is a case study in this. There was a little bit of abuse, but not anything horrible. Yeah. And yet he's able to look in a camera and go, uh, for you, walking down the street feels normal. For me, like, if I don't kill anybody, I feel like I'm not breathing. Like, that's, like, that, that's how he was just fucking wired. Like, that's, or, you know, Albert Fish or anybody like that, you know, where they're just, like, those people, you know, no no amount of abuse is going to, you know, I mean, different people would have the same abuse th- thrust upon them. And, and 99.99999, you know, would, not, would never act the same. Uh, like, and do you think it's like a mental disorder? Do you think it yeah. could be? Oh, yeah. But, but then, I mean, that, this is one of those... Uh, but it's like, who's going to take the time... To give a fuck. And well, like, about the one man in six billion who wants to eat people. Like, wouldn't that be well, a lot of wasted resources? So, so there is the concept of, uh, moral guilt. Yeah. In which, if you know something, is against uh like your your laws or something like that and you do it anyway. Right. Right? So if you did it anyway, and let's say I and I still know that you have all these things um wrong with you, am I therefore compounded uh to absolve you because like you have a pre existing condition. Right. I, I don't think it should absolve anyone, but, you know, it should... Explains them, but, I mean, an expert, like, it's it goes back to, uh... Like, you, I don't think it should... To the, to, to, to the Asian fetish, <laughs> you know? Like, if subconsciously it's those people's way of fucking a, a child without fucking a child, right? Or, or at least someone who is just very, you know... Submissive and childlike, like yeah, someone they can completely manipulate and handle and all that. Yeah, which is weird. Oh yeah, but but I think it it should never absolve anything, but it should be uh, approached in a lawful way that you're going to look at this person not. And not respond to at their level, not be like an eye for an eye about it. Yeah. Like, like, what if they said eye for an eye still existed, and they're like, "Well, okay, you can eat Jeffrey Dahmer if you want to." (laughs) No one's gonna, no one's gonna vote for that. Right, but I mean, so like an eye for an eye would basically be there'd be dozens of people that would get to rape him to death and in the throes of his in the throes of his final agony would like take a drill and drill holes into his brain yeah 
You know, that's eye for an eye. And, yeah, and that's uh, pretty well, sick it, to, well, to even... This has always been my argument for the death penalty. It, when it when it should be effectively used. Yeah, um, it, it's somebody like that or like, you know, Gacy or uh, the BTK killer, they offer nothing to society. Um, well, BTK is like the most especially fucked up person. Right. Because, I mean, he was literally just like a rules and enforcement guy, like of civic rules of like, you didn't mow your grass for three weeks in a row. So I just decided I was going to rape and murder everybody in your house. But he also, you know, he was also sexually abused. So where do you, do you just leave him? Does that give you enough sympathy to just like let him be in prison? My, my point is, is that when somebody is so corrupted internally, that they can they uh, they can offer nothing but pain and misery, which I I would also put like Wall Street CEOs up there. But that's also category. seems like a really hard thing to quantify. And I think it's pretty easy that? to quantify if you've killed, murdered, and raped like twelve people. <laughs> it becomes exceedingly easy. But the, the reality of of the death penalty is, I think it should be something that's quick to the point that inflicts the least amount of pain, you should be removed from this planet with more dignity than you gave other people. So, But CEOs, you mentioned, yeah. like, I don't see them as potentially like anywhere near that level, like death penalty deserving. Depends. Well, I... So say take two thousand and nine. It's just really like deeply stupid, misguided, ignorant people on some level to me. But it's not ignorance. It it's greed. There's a huge difference. There there are people that know that whatever they're doing is going to make them money in the short run, but in the long run is going to fuck over the vast majority. So uh, what about the Enron? You know, shutting off the power and. Whatever city. Is that like a death penalty scenario for you? That's a life imprisonment scenario. In a federal, like, hardcore prison. Not one of these minimum security things. Yeah. But I just think, I'm just speculating that... Yeah. Well, like, Bernie Madoff, Bernie Madoff, to me is a, like, he should have just been put to death. <laughs> even though, even though, like, I get it. I mean, he was a con man. You know? that That's all he did. He played into people's dreams and their greed. And, uh, the reality of it is he just aimed for the sky with it. I mean, if he'd only stolen, say, like, $10 million, nobody would have heard about him. But he billions he took from people. And, and, and I, I almost have no problem with the people that were extraordinarily rich that he took the money from, but when he did it to, like, average Joe Blow, I mean, that's that's fucked. Why can't, ideally, if the the wins were right, we why couldn't we just put that guy in prison indefinitely? 
that's essentially what's happened. I mean, he'll be in prison until yeah. he dies, or if he did just die, I can't remember. Like, I don't think that that's bad either, because you're eliminating them from harming society. Well, I, you know, and I, I, yeah, I mean, this is the this is the difference. I mean, essentially, there's the human there. There's the compassionate human element of it, where it's like, yeah, if they're removed from society, no big deal. But like, kind of like where Dahmer was in prison. And when it comes out very recently that he was killed in prison because he just decided he was going to fuck with other uh, prisoners. Yeah. And basically, like, recreate his crimes and his food. So they murdered him. He was going to recreate his crimes? No, no, he recreated his crimes. Like, he, he would turn his mashed potatoes into the shape of a body. Huh. Then, like, dissect it and put ketchup on it and laugh. Hmm. So after a while, they thought he was a nut job, and they killed him. Right, naturally, that's yeah. It seems like that makes sense. But yeah, but, uh, but see, white white collar crime hurts people in a different manner, where it's both psychological and um, financial, mostly. So it it becomes a very different thing than somebody that uh, commits an assault, in which it's physical and psychological yeah I'm trying to think like here's what I would do in ideal situations this is like hypothetical yeah I would try to never cross the line into killing I would try like with CEOs I would just put them indefinitely in prison and hope that they like, how do you know that they couldn't, you know, have an epiphany and be like, oh, this is why I'm in prison, because I was a piece of shit, and now but, I'm going to change. Well, so, like... Um, and what if, like, what if he solved um, cold fusion in his cell? But that ain't... I mean, <laughs> that, that shit doesn't happen that way, though. But, you know, like... Well, so... I wouldn't so wonder... There was so allow me to point out a case example. There was a Republican lobbyist who um, got broiled in some financial scandals. Yeah, he was a Jewish. Um, I, Abr- it might be Abramoff. I can't remember his last name. Oh, okay. But uh, he went to prison. He came out, and they they were like, "Oh, you're so disgraced." But they all wanted to hire him back. And, uh, I mean, seriously. And all he did was, he, you know, like when he was in prison, he had time to think about it. And uh, essentially he said, I'm sorry, to the point of where he could get a, t- a, a talk radio show and become a radio personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, it, like, the people that like that, they get, they love the power more than the money. At some point, so then you're you're combating hubris on top of it. So I'm wondering. So, so you don't believe in reform? Like it's possible to reform someone like that? No. I, I would hold out hope, like ideally, if there was funds for it, if we had 
everything else under control and there was enough, you know, extra income or donated money to, like, keep these people alive in prison and not be a burden on society. Like, I hold out, uh, like, a glimmer of hope that maybe, you know, in 20 years of fucking thinking about it, they might get better. Better, but they're replaced with people who are like them. And, and this is the, this has always been the fix of Wall Street is that you kind of like prison, uh, in which when you go into prison, you can only become a better criminal in Wall Street when somebody gets caught doing something. You've learned that you have to come up with a different way to, to break the law, essentially to make more money. Yeah. But so, I, I, I do believe in some, like, you know, are you saying that you don't believe Morgan Freeman should have been let free in Shawshank? Oh, no, he should have. No, no, no. So, so th- th- this is, so, hold on. Th- th- there's many different things here. Because just murdering one person is vastly different than being a serial killer. Right, right. So, you have to, imbi- you have to uh, come up with a disambiguation for the two. If that yeah. makes sense. And, but I, I think that, honestly, that a lot of the CEOs just can't grasp the severity of the damage they're causing. Yeah, but that's, that's part of the problem, is that they're so far removed from the rest of society. That, that's one of the problems, is that they can't see... Like, you know, when, when you have... Um, all of your financial institutions essentially located in one place. Wall Street. They don't like, they don't get to see the ramifications of, uh, when their irresponsible behavior tanks the economy and then in, say, Idaho, the people that have invested their retirement savings in that you know, basically are going to have to work another 15 years just to try to make up some money. Not all of the money, just a little bit of the money. Like, they never get to see that because they're surrounded by people that are making, you know, five, six, seven, eight, you know, to a hundred times whatever the normal citizen makes here. Yeah. By the way, I think we've lost the plot again. I think we have, I think we've had nothing but, uh, scrapped the material for tonight. Well, uh, let's try to end this. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can end it with, um, speaking of prison reform, I just want to bring up that, that Oslo killer. Yeah. The fact that he'll be out after 18 years. You think that's going to happen? Well, yeah, over there, well, because I think in uh over there, that's the max you can do, 18. So in 18 years, he's just going to go. No, you, you after 18 years, they let you go, but you're probably a ward of the state. Which means? Uh, like halfway houses here. Okay, so he's still going to be locked away. Yeah. But he'll have a better video games. Uh, more like... He'll be able to go out into the sun 
more frequently. <laughs> I mean, so kind of like Varg, right? Varg only did 15 of his 18. Yeah. For, on whole, a far, like, far less crime. But the max they can get anybody over there in, in some of those uh, Scandinavian countries is 18. So they do 18, and then they they take a permanent residence in a, in a halfway type house? Yeah, I think is basically it. And I don't know about permanent residence, but I think the idea is, you know, you pay your crime, hopefully you're reformed well, when he, you're in. He and could, like, he killed 60 kids. Like, is he ever going to be a free man again? Well... I mean, first off, he has to do 18 years in prison, right? He has right. to hope somebody does not kill him during those 18 years. Right. And people are going to want to kill him. Of course. But, I mean, he's alive so far. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I just wonder what happens. Like, is he going to potentially be free, though, in 18 years? Yeah, no, he's going to be free in 18 years. Yeah, that seems to me like... I, I don't think there's any potentially about it. He will be free in 18 years. That seems like a miscarriage of justice. Yes and no. I mean, what if you... Like, and, and so that this is this is always my thing. Um, kind of like, like you were saying, like should Morgan Freeman's character in Shawshank ever go free? Yeah. And the reason is, if, if you've done, if you do stupid things when you're really young, you might get a pass. It's not a pass. It's more like, well, yeah, but you're not the same person at 20 as you are at 40. Right. You could you could learn things. Right. If you have a genuine rehabilitative environment. But this guy, but, like. Probably isn't going to be rehabilitated ever. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure, some of it. So, like, I get the feeling that they're not, he's not going to be free ever. Well. Which is a good thing. There's free and there's free is kind of, uh, like, is where I'm going with that. Is that, is that they, they have a very different way of, of, uh, you know, doling out prison sentences and whatnot over there. And, um, I don't know. Sorry, I'm watching a house centipede crawl around, and they're the worst fucking creatures to watch. Yeah. Do you have those there? Um, we have things with lots of legs. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah, no, it's not. It's... Um, no, but I mean, the, the, what they've decided is they think in 18 years they can rehabilitate people, and if not, then it's probably then I I know they are monitored by the state in some way, shape, or form. I don't know to what extent. I would imagine that per that kid is treated as if he's insane, like just absolutely out of control, insane. Yeah. So. And the ultimate proof of that was when he said. The fact that he only had that PlayStation 2 was cruel and an unusual punishment. 
<laughs> That's got to be the yeah the funniest, darkest thing a piece of shit could ever say. Well, like, I mean, it's not intentionally funny, but right. And and um, it, it's to me. I mean, again, that equivalent is like that. Uh, when when you see the Varg uh, sentencing video, like he again, he has been accused of stabbing. Well, not accused. I mean, he admitted he stabbed the guy in the head with a pocket knife until he died, which is fucking hardcore. Anyway, you slice it, right? And burning churches, and he's just sitting there smiling, <laughs> like. If you had to sentence him, what what would you do? I mean, you can't really put yourself in that guy's shoes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that would work. Yeah, I don't know. No, he probably deserved it. Yeah, well, according to Varg, he did. Because that's the problem is everybody in that crew was crazy, so his store or his store, his story was actually like quasi believable. That he probably feared this guy was going to kill him, and probably had good reason to fear that guy would kill him. You know. Yeah. But yeah. I think this would be a good end of this episode. Dude, I I would let's just scrap everything tonight.